Hello again, and welcome to the Borderline Genius Podcast. My name is Chet Sandberg. And I'm Nora McKinney. I'm a nurse who doesn't want to be a nurse anymore. And I'm a researcher who doesn't want to be in academia anymore. So what do we want to be? I always wanted to be a baker. Don't listen to her. She's a writer. Okay, we're writers, and Borderline Genius is a podcast for writers. Because the world needs another one of those. But this one's different. It's Borderline Genius because he's borderline. And she's a genius. I'm not really a genius. Whatever. Join us as we discuss what we love and hate about writing, writers, writing community, and everything else. It's Borderline Genius. Welcome to this episode of the Borderline Genius Podcast. Uh, today we have Rebecca Hafner back again to uh, explain to us, um, and we promised this, I think, back in the old episode, but we were going to do uh, an episode just about marketing. And uh, schedules didn't align for quite a little while, and now we finally we have her back, and we're ready to talk about independent marketing for books, mostly independent, I would imagine, hey? Yes, thank you so much yeah. for having me. It's great to be back. Welcome, Rebecca. Welcome back. Yeah, got to, good to have you back. Sorry it, t- sorry it took so long of, uh, of schedule stuff. No, that's okay. That's life in this crazy world that we all yeah. now inhabit. <laughs> Unprecedented. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for some things to be uh, precedented at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Can we please have some? Yes, exactly. Boy, a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about um, marketing specifically because I see people who are all over the place on this stuff. And I have to say I am not anywhere near uh, any sort of expert or even really because I still haven't pu- published my own book yet. I haven't really looked into this yet because I'm afraid to kind of. So I'm glad to have you here because this kind of stuff intimidates me and scares the shit out of me. So, yeah, like I think I just barely got a newsletter and it's I haven't pushed it or anything like that because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> So maybe we should, do you want to start there? Where would you want to start with, uh, with uh, marketing strategy and promotion? Sure. Yeah. So we can start with newsletters. Um, and, okay. and I totally get it. I mean, I had, you know, I think we spoke about this last time that I have a background in sales. So mm-hmm. yes. I, it, yeah. <laughs> so like for me, I it's, I'm used to sort of throwing myself out there and getting rejected and what have you. But I do, I do realize that is not the, normal experience for a, you know, for an indie author. And it, it is terrifying. Um, yeah. So yeah, we can definitely start with newsletters because I have had some, some success with those. Um, okay. And um, so yeah, let's definitely start there. Nora, do you have a newsletter? Um, no, I should. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm planning my, the, the relaunch, like the, the launch of the new edition of my book in three weeks. And I'm like, now, what oh. do I do? Oh, yeah. We I have an ARC team at least, you know, but they're like, what do I do? So Rebecca, help. <laughs> okay, perfect. And by the way, I can I've do s- a newsletter. I can do that. Awesome. I've seen those notices, by the way, and I, I just, I want to buy it. So I'm going to buy it and read it and review it. But I'm very excited about it because I loved the first version. So this is it's going to be awesome. What do you think of that cover? Hey, that cover. It's great. Oh my God. I'm super so, excited. Yeah. <laughs> so by the way, Rebecca, I'm publishing this under my real name now. Oh, great. Awesome. So I'm not Nora anymore. I am Ioana. Well, of course, I, I'm also Nora, but I'm Ioana now. I'm, like, I'm myself. I, I allowed myself to be myself. I love it, Iana. Okay, perfect. That's, you know, it's funny. As someone who has a thousand pen names myself, I get it. <laughs> it's like sometimes you're just no, like... I have no pen names anymore. I, ha- I have to be myself. End of story. I That's... love it. That's awesome. And the funny thing is I went the other direction and actually started a pen name for um, mm. 
for one of my genres. Because awesome. my genre, my genre likes pen names, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm going to do about website or getting. This is something I need to pick your brain about, actually, because some. This is my understanding, and I'm, I, we might be going out of order, but my understanding is that you don't want to use a Gmail for your website for your for your newsletter because Gmail itself will tend to reject emails coming from a, mass emails coming from a Gmail site. That is absolutely correct. And I actually yes. had that experience with one of my pen names. So yes, with uh-huh. my newsletter. So it all ties together. Yes, very, yeah. very true. So um, I wonder, do you have a cheap, do you have an inexpensive way to own, like, let's say I don't want to set up a website and buy that because it's pretty expensive, even just for my regular name. And it's been kind of like, I'm in a place where I don't have a lot of money right now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather spend it on ads to the extent that I have it. Um, and I wondered, how do I get a domain, uh, a domain name email without having to have the website and everything else that goes with it? Is that possible? And I'll tell you what I did for my, when I started, um, I have a contemporary romance pen name, which is Isla Asher. When I started that newsletter through MailerLite, I did start with a Gmail and like half of them went to spam and never got open. So I I built a site and got a a dedicated email, which is Isla at IlaAsher.com from that website. And altogether, it cost me about, I think it's $75 a year from this thing called Yola. Yola. so, but okay. I'm sure, I mean, you know, Good. Th- definitely your husband is going to know much more about that. But for me, I mean, it was a nice, is, easy. No, 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 this is, yeah. this is a good price, right? Like 75 a year yeah. is not very much. I mean, it's not like yeah. 300 euros or 400 euros. Uh, I can do that. Or whatever. Yeah. Awesome. So, great. It was good. That's and great. for someone Greatness. like me, who we all know is not very tech savvy, I actually built the entire site out myself. It's IlaAsher.com. I mean, it's not fancy or anything, but I was able to figure out how to build the site. And if I Oh, that was for a web. Out, okay. <laughs> So Yola was for a website, but where's a place for just, can you just get an email? That, I couldn't figure that out. I, what I did was I bought the website and then adding the email in brought the total to $75. Yeah. Cause I, that's my problem is that I cannot do, I, I don't want to do another website for it because I don't know. I can't, I'm not good enough. My, my, my original, my own, the website I have now, I don't tell people about, even though I'm paying so much money for it. Cause it's so bad. It's just like not, I can't fix it. And yoana has got so much on her plate right now, you know, trying to get it fixed up is kind of mm-hmm. been on the back burner, but I don't want like another one. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, I really don't use that website at all. I only go on there. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my Instagram and Facebook links and um, I put my covers mm-hmm. on there with links to Amazon. But other than that, yeah. I never And it's use pretty it. easy mm-hmm. to use. It's, I, I find it easy, which as both of you know, is, is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll look into that then too. Yeah, You're so. more tech savvy than you think, Rebecca, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> to be fair, Windows, Windows is especially difficult. I'm not super tech savvy either. I never figured Windows out. Never, ever. Windows is so hard. And they keep moving things. Windows keeps yes, moving things. That and is so, true. Yeah. I promise you, I worked on win- on a Windows computer for five years at my at my web, um, at my uh, climate scientist job. And whenever I had to f- to do something like what you had to do with your volume, I just went to the tech guy and said, "Please, you know, <laughs> fix my volume." Like, I, like I, I could it. program a climate code, but I couldn't figure out Windows because, like, it's just so counterintuitive. <laughs> I know, right? You have to be Albert Einstein over here to figure it out. Mm. Seriously, <laughs> totally makes sense. Um, so yeah. Okay. So on the newsletter. So yes, so that's definitely the first thing is make sure you have a dedicated for my Rebecca Hefner. I had always, that's always the, um, pen name that I knew I was going to put my face behind. And I, I, um, actually hired someone to build that website and to set up my MailChimp. I use MailChimp for that, um, name. I use Miller Lite for the other name, but either way, um, both newsletters have been, um, 
good ways for me to get in contact with people and to remind people about my books. Um, I do notice I send out um, a newsletter under Rebecca Hefner every Thursday, and I send one out under mm-hmm. Isla Asher every two weeks, every Friday, every other week. Um, I will probably increase that now that I, I'm actually rapid releasing four books under the Isla name currently Ooh. i yeah rapid so I just, release yeah oh, that's, that's the holy grail <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say how prolific are you um well i just put out i put out one in one of those uh, for under isla i put out one in september one earlier this week i'm putting out another one in three weeks and oh another my god one, yeah and another so one. are you writing how do you that? do that are you writing that fast or are you yes. saving them up <laughs> i am yeah. writing that fast oh. i write i'm i'm currently writing about Anywhere from uh, four to eight thousand words a day, depending. If, I mean, I just get up and write all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, wow. I won't be able to keep up that pace forever, but I just realized that um, I, my, you know, speaking of uh, this is another thing for marketing is like you have to realize who your audience is. So, so my um, contemporary romance audience is there I have all of those books in Kindle Unlimited and they're they're just voracious they want the next book Mm -hmm. next 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 so I realized I did it yeah yeah so I realized if I didn't start rapid releasing under that name I was going to lose momentum every time I published a new book so Mm. um or if I didn't publish a new book so that's why I decided to do this rapid release schedule under Rebecca, Rebecca, the closest I could get to that is um, I plotted out the main arcs of nine novels. So I have an mm. entire series arc. I have detail plot for the first one and like half the detail plot for the second one. But there's, no, I, I've noticed that with a plot, I can write faster, but I still can't get anywhere near that. I get, I think the highest I got writing all day was 3,000 words. And I was lucky because it was a lot of non-emotional content. It was mm. fight scenes and stuff. So I'm impressed with, man, eight, eight to 10, or uh, what did you say? It was... Anywhere between to three to eight, four to yeah. eight. Yeah. Depending upon yeah. what type of day it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 But again, I, I will say these, these contemporary romance novels, I write much faster than my Rebecca Hefner books. Those are much more mm-hmm. there. They have, um, it's much more intense plotting and it's much more, they're longer books. And um, my Isla books are anywhere between 40 to 70,000 words. And my Rebecca books are anywhere between 85 to 110,000 words. So mm-hmm. it's a different pace. And that's why I definitely will never rapid release anything under Rebecca. <laughs> but uh-huh. so it's, again, it's like knowing your audience and knowing which, you know, what your audience wants when you market the books to them. Um yeah. So, but, but still, I mean, that's impressive that you plotted out nine books. I mean, that's really, that's a feat right there. Oh, not full plots, not detailed, but I have the, so I use the plotting from the middle. I use the 13 or 14 signposts of James Scott Bell hmm. to figure out what the emotional and or plot turn is in the middle. And then I go from the beginning to the middle. And so I have a different theme for every book. And then I have a title related. That's a, it's an anecdote or a uh, quote, a famous quote or semi-famous quote uh related to it and then i have the so i have the title based off that so the first one is called well i won't talk about it actually because of my pen name but um and i don't yeah but uh but i've that's the closest i've gotten but you being able to write because i wondered i'm like okay so you're doing this rapid release some people can't write that fast do you suggest that they wait up and get free and then send them out rapid 
Yes, if you're marketing mm-hmm. to a to a Kindle Unlimited aud- uh, audience that reads yeah. quickly, like a fantasy, sci-fi, romance, any of those genres, I, I would suggest that. And I do think that that's a mistake that I made in the beginning uh, with my mm-hmm. Rebecca books is that I put out two pretty quickly and then I didn't put out any for a while. And I, I mm-hmm. if I could have gone back and written the first... Rebecca? Yes, can you what hear is me? A while? What is a while? What, did you, what um... do you mean a while? Probably like I didn't put out book three for about four months. After. Okay, four months is a lot, you say? I, it, to me, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Um, but for like, for me being someone who yeah, like, but you're in such a hot in demand genre. In order to even not get drowned out. Yeah, that's that's okay. what it is for you, right? Like, so if you're in a niche, if you're in a niche. Um, like, like lit RPG is a niche and still they have the, you're right. That demand is voracious, mm-hmm. right? You can't wait like a year or two years or even a half a year. Sometimes the guy that I edit for, or the, the, um, one of the people that I edit for, um, for lit RPG, they put out books, um, you know, maybe once a year and they're, it's not as, uh, helpful as the one that puts out, but where I have another one and they put out books. He's this, this um, other author is writing, I want to say 160 to 280,000 word novels. Wow. And they're, and, and they put out three this year, working on, working on third one this year. So that's that's prolific enough. That's prolific enough for them because the novels are so big in that genre, but but also because it's a niche, people will still remember this author as opposed to romance where, holy moly, that's my understanding anyway. Yes. You, you're definitely correct about that. Um, yeah. you're, you're definitely correct about that. That, right, depending upon the genre, uh, readers have a different expectation. Um, definitely romance, they want the, like, next book, next book, next book. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very true, so. So you would suggest for somebody in a genre like that specifically, especially, right, that they, if they can't write as fast, then that they save up two or three books so that they can rapidly release them and get an arc out. Get like an entire uh, yes after everything I've learned I yes I wish I had done that so if if yeah. someone is able to it's hard because you have your book baby and you want to get it out to the world right so mm. it's like when you finish the first one you're like oh but I really it's I think it's good I want to get it out there whatever I but, had the opposite issue oh really yeah. where I'm like this isn't good enough this isn't good enough let's learn how to write let's this isn't good enough studied it enough that I learned how to be an editor and it's still like okay now I'm just going to rewrite the whole damn thing yeah right. I have a, a different kind of problem where I have a book I have had a book ready since March and I just haven't gotten to it yet because life <laughs> life seriously it's so true my life it's so I will I will I'm yes. thinking January let's see nice <laughs> that's great yeah, but I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, everyone has different paces and everyone has different genres that they write in and things. So it's never, you know, something that works for someone that might not work for someone else. It's so, it's always so interesting. And like, that's why, especially with this marketing strategies thing, I mean, I, I always want to preface this by saying that like some of these things have worked for me and there'll be months where I have really great success with a newsletter that I send out. And then there are months where I'm like, mm-hmm. is anyone reading this? Is anyone going to click on this? Like, it's just really interesting. Like just not everything works all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if I had it to do over, I would go back and like save up all five of my uh, vampire romance novels and then release them like three weeks apart. If I could go back. Now, how long did it take you to write those? Um, 
So my, uh, well, the first one I wrote for about 15 years before I decided to make it better and publish it. Um, but after that, um, I pretty quickly, I wrote book, I, I wrote the next three books. It took me about two months to, to write each of those. Um, and then I, you know, those I have an editor and a proofreader and it's back and forth and it's, you know, let's change this and content editing. Um, I will say with my Isla books, I um, self-edit those and I have my mom proofread them. <laughs> so I, A little quicker and dirtier just for the, exactly, just to keep up the pace. Exactly. You know? And I, I was hesitant to do that because I, I don't really believe in self-editing because I think you do mm-hmm. miss, miss some things. But um, at the end of the day, what I realized about, again, it's knowing your audience what I realized is that for those contemporary romance readers, they're just much more forgiving. They'll just go through your book and they care about the story and they care about the characters and then they're on to the next one. When's the next one? When's the next one? Uh-huh. Um, so, and then for my Rebecca readers, they're more discerning. They're, you know, if I don't have, if I have, if there's a plot hole, they're going to tell me. So I have to make sure that I go back But and it's forth. also romance, Rebecca. What's the difference? Um, so I consider my... Um, Isla books to be like simple, just kind of simple romance stories. They're all based on um, uh, popular tropes like fake relationship, secret baby, you know, all these Mm -hmm. like romance tropes. Um, So they're super easy to write and they're things that people have already accepted in their mind. So like, for example, in a secret baby romance novel, th- there's really, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's a plot hole right there. Like, what in what real world are you going to, like, get pregnant and then, like, fall in love with this amazing guy who has a six-pack abs, you know? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, there's already a, a level of, like, disbelief that the reader has accepted when they read these <laughs> types of books. Um, so I So I don't find those readers to be as... Uh, yeah critical if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so for my Rebecca books those are more those have twists and turns mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. more um, they're not really based on they're not tropey they're actually like I really like put a, a lot of deep thought into the character development and the plot and the twists and stuff like that so um, I, I guess that's the difference like my readers for those books are definitely more discerning mm-hmm. yeah Okay, I understand. So, do you? I I was I wanted to ask you something. Um, you said you have one newsletter that goes out once a week and one that goes out once every two weeks. What do you think is the optimal frequency? Because, like, I think if I receive a newsletter every week from somebody, I will just put it in the spam. Right? It's just too much for me. For example, yeah. Unless I'm really really interested. So, is there like an optimal frequency? And does it change with genre? Do you think? Right. So that's a really good question. So, so what you said at the end there, where you said, unless I'm really, really interested, Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. thing. That's exactly the point is that, and I I actually read this, um, in a, I'm, I'm signed up to Sky Warren's newsletters and she's a very prolific marketing expert in the romance, Mm -hmm. um, industry. And she always says in her newsletters that you should send your newsletter as often as you feel comfortable and that if people mm-hmm. don't want to get it, they're not your true readers and they're not your true fans. So meaning mm-hmm. that everyone who gets your newsletter should be someone who's like, oh, I'm really interested in this. I want to go through it. And I will say mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, I through my Rebecca, especially my Rebecca newsletter, I've had that pen name longer. So I've cultivated it longer. So I've cultivated more loyal readers. 
Um, I feel comfortable sending it every week because I definitely feel like I'm sending it to people who are like, oh, it's something from Rebecca. Like maybe she's going to have a new book or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you write every week if you don't have a new book, for example, every week? Like, yeah. So a couple of things. So I definitely, I always have some sort of giveaway Um, and Mm -hmm. that's good for two reasons. Number one, it gives them something exciting to open the newsletter for. And I always mention in the subject line that there's a giveaway. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And number two is um, it always gets me clicks, right? Because the thing about a newsletter is that Mm -hmm. the better your click rate, you guys, I'm sure already Mm -hmm. know this, is that the better your click rate and the more clicks um, people are doing inside your newsletter, the the more that MailChimp or MailerLite or whatever you use as your um, newsletter server the more they're going to um, effectively deliver your newsletter. It's not going to go to spam. Um, So there's a direct Mm -hmm. correlation Mm -hmm. between that. So I always want to make sure Mm -hmm. people are clicking, 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 you know, inside my newsletter, like over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So I always offer a giveaway and it doesn't have to be expensive. So a lot of times it's, um, it's a $5 Amazon gift card, you know? So you do that. You know, or it's, you know, hey, I have um, a short story that I wrote, you know, click here and you can get it through book funnel or just see, that's, the, that's what I see mostly. I don't see the, the gift certificates as much as I see the um, the magnet um, mm. book where it's either the first in a series or it's a novella or it's yeah. something like that. I so see that more often than I see that. OK, so, yeah. OK. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Well, the magnets are great to get new subscribers, but for your uh-huh. current mm-hmm. subscribers, you, you want to keep them engaged. Right. So that's uh-huh. why I'll usually do a $5 Amazon gift card because I, you know, the, or I'll do, I, I actually have a secret uh, link on my website, on my Rebecca Hefner website, Ooh. where I write little vignettes that I will put Ooh, like a, nice. a link to that. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, oh here's a short yeah. story I wrote and it's only for you guys. I will letter. do that. I have lots of material. What? I have whole books that I will never publish. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they love it. I mean, they'll, they'll reply to my newsletter and be like, oh, I loved this. Uh, I, I love mm-hmm. this little short story. Like, please send us another one next time. So it's like, it's great. That's gets... a good idea. Yeah. Although, Very good. Although yeah. what I've seen with that is, um, especially for the genres I'm in, people will save those things specifically and only for their Patreon subscribers at a certain level. Mm-hmm. So a level, a $3 a month Patreon subscriber will get either early chapters that are unedited or sometimes they'll get, um, I've seen people who are super prolific. I don't know if they've been prolific enough to do this, but they write an entire series that is only on their newsletter or only, oh. on, their, only on their Patreon. Or their newsletter until it runs its course and then maybe a couple months after that then they'll offer it for a cheap price on one of the sites yeah everybody else can get it for free yes and i've I've Mm -hmm. seen that they do that in facebook reader groups too sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely um awesome yeah i haven't done that yet but i think it's a really great idea for sure i haven't i haven't done patreon and you're prolific enough yeah, I mean, you're prolific enough. Yeah, I definitely write fast enough, but <laughs> there's, yeah. there's so much to so much to keep I up know. with. <laughs> I know. Yes. Are you like me? I mean, even you being more prolific, are you this person like I can do this and I can do this and I can do this? And I'm like, Chet, there's no fucking way you can do all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when you get a big bonus and you get like, let's say you get a big multi thousand dollar bonus and you spent it 17 different ways and you forget <laughs> that you can't actually, you can't actually do all those things. You can only do a few. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's and that's the other thing with marketing because I think that why a lot of people burn out or why a lot of people think it's hard is because they learn about something new. They're like, oh, story origin, oh, newsletter, oh, Patreon, and then they try each and every one for a little bit, and then they're like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do it anymore. And that's definitely, you know, you just can't be successful that way. So I do try to like, if I find something new, to really. Uh-huh 
focus on that and stick with it for a while. And once I'm good at it, then I can add something else in. But yeah, I try not mm-hmm. to. Because you do maintenance. Sense. You right. do maintenance on all the old stuff and you don't have to. So you don't completely drop it. Yeah, I've right. seen what you're saying where people will they'll feast on one meal and then move to the next instead of they'll learn it, then move to the next thing while maintaining the other thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the coordination of all this stuff. Absolutely. And I'll, yeah. and I'll tell you that's like not to jump around too much, and I, I'm guilty of this, so I'll try not to. But I will say that is how I taught myself Amazon ads. I just, I've, I mean, I've had books published for two years now, and I've done Amazon ads for two years, and I'm finally at the point where I actually find them mm. to be mildly successful. It took me that long. Ooh. and. I just like along the way, just like wrote down what was working and wrote down what wasn't and figured out a way that worked for me. But it's not even the what it's not even what I'm doing that's most important. I think what was most important is that I didn't give up and I kept learning from what was working and what wasn't. And so that now I'm Mm -hmm. comfortable with them. Yeah. Oof, boy, I'm intimidated just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a lot. I mean, I, I tried to do a Facebook ad and it was a complete failure and I don't know what I did wrong. And I wish there was somebody who could tell me like how to do this thing right. I mean, how? how yes. Facebook um, works best for some markets, but the thing I've also heard, and maybe she can pack this up, is that somebody said once, don't make it the cover of your book. Make it like a distinct image that's different that's just interesting by itself because something weird about Facebook I don't know if this has changed have you know if this has changed with Facebook but like I'd heard that Facebook will charge you more for uh, things that don't look like they're just normal content people would post on Facebook Mm, interesting is that weird is that a weird thing or no um I'm not sure if that's true. I will say for my okay. Facebook ads, I mean, it, it, it very possibly is. I will say for my Facebook ads, I, I only use stock images for my Isla books because my um, mm-hmm. my covers for those books are like, I think a little too steamy for Facebook. I've gotten a couple of yeah. ads rejected. They don't like any sort yeah. of like, even if a man's kissing a woman, that's it, you're done. It's like sexual content, whatever. So I just oh, wow. use... <laughs> yeah. um, I just use stock photos of like a girl reading her Kindle and I get huge click throughs on those, you know, um, for my Uh Rebecca books, I do use my covers because they're not like Mm -hmm. super, it's just a picture of my female main characters on my covers. Um, and I, and I get good click through for those too, if I, if I choose the right audience. So I've had success with both ways, but I will say using a stock photo is totally fine because I have had been able to get, um, some, a good click through rate, um, just on a stock photo on my Isla ads. So yeah, that's, mm-hmm. it is true that you can do that for sure. That's good to hear. Yeah. Cause that's an expensive way to go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, so back to the newsletters. So yeah, so that's, mm-hmm. so that's a couple of things. So, um, so right. So building, so the other thing I will say talking about, you know, not giving up and whatever, building a newsletter takes time. Uh, it's taken me, um, I, I was at around 5,000 subscribers on my Rebecca newsletter and had a pretty high open and click through rate, but I still had about five, uh, sorry, I still had about a thousand people that were just like dead weight. So I just went through and cold it, um, like a week ago and took, I just like meticulously went through and made sure I was taking out people who, um, just basically never opened my stuff and never clicked on anything. So now I'm down to 4,000 again, which is fine because these are people who are actually, who want to hear from me. Um, Mm -hmm. another thing that I have found that's very helpful is I always send my Rebecca and my Isla newsletters. I send them out either on Thursday or Friday, and then I always send them again two days later to non-openers. And I I actually have a pretty good open and click-through rate from the non-openers. And it's just that maybe... Mm -hmm. 
you know, you never know. We are, our lives are busy and, um, you know, maybe that the first day they got it, they were just having a day and they opened their phone and they mm-hmm. said, delete, I don't want this. And then, you know, Saturday rolls around and they're like, Oh, it's an email from Rebecca. They're like drinking coffee, whatever. So it's just, you never know when you're going to catch people. So mm-hmm. always resending to non-openers is a really good way to just make sure you're really engaging, um, people, you mm-hmm. know, everyone on your so, list. So so you omit the what do you do you do you unsubscribe your non-openers is that what you're saying? No. You so so I just so for every newsletter you send um uh-huh. you can always go through and you can see so I go through uh 2 days later and I uh-huh. just I filter out all the people that I sent the email to but who didn't open it and okay. I make a separate group of that list and then I just reset ah, it. Ah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and it's good. I mean, I, I wait, 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 you resend it to the openers or the non-openers? To the I'm non-openers. Sorry. To the non-openers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause maybe it was a timing issue or maybe it was exactly. with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cause you never know, right? We've all been like, Oh, mm-hmm. an email. Like, I don't have time for that right now. You know, and that's, then, a, like, that's a, that's a really good tip. I hadn't heard that before. That's a good idea. Yeah. I will say I did. I got that from Sky Warren too. So she, I mean, like, oh, listen, no, hey. it's, you, got, you learn all this stuff from other people who have done it before. Right. <laughs> but uh, right. it was a great tip. Yeah. And, and she, I remember her saying in that newsletter that she, I mean, this was a marketing newsletter that she sent me that I probably didn't open the first time and she probably resent me. And, um, and she said, <laughs> she, yeah, she said, don't worry about emailing your audience too much because if they're your fans or, or your readers, they want to hear from you. And so if they unsubscribe, mm. they're not really your, they don't really want to hear from you. And that's okay. Like yeah. you don't want that okay. person on your list. Right. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Because you have to pay for them. <laughs> so, um, and then the other thing she said was always resend to non-openers two days later. And that's been very helpful. So yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. right there. Boom. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, and then, I guess the last thing I'll say, so on newsletters is like, you definitely want to make sure you keep your current subscribers engaged. So again, I do that through giveaways and little short stories and things like that. Um, but getting in new subscribers, there are a couple different ways that I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you can join like a, a list builder and there are tons of them on Facebook and different genres and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or you can't, so a list builder is basically where you group together with a bunch of other authors and you all sort of share, you, you do like one contest where the winner gets a $50 Amazon gift card and you each share in your newsletter, they sign up for the gift card and then they agree to sign up for everyone's newsletter. So that's, so gotcha. I've had some success with those, um, Obviously, they have to, you have to make sure that they really match with your genre so that they want to read the types of books that you're writing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the wider you go, the less dedicated your fan, right. the people that you get, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. And then you can also, I, I have had some success with Story Origin, which is free for now. I, I do email a lot with Evan, who's the, this, the guy who created Story Origin. He's very accessible to authors. He like loves hearing from oh, authors. Good. Um, and it's free for now. I do have a feeling he'll probably start charging for it eventually. But anyway, it's a way that you can go on and you can um, do newsletter swaps. And I, I always swap uh, at least two or three books in each newsletter because it's a great way to story origin just really connects you with other authors and you can search by uh, different search terms. So like for my Rebecca books, I search vampire romance, shifter romance, you know, whatever, sci-fi romance. And then I find other authors that fall in that category 
And then you can do it right on the Story Origins site where you swap, you pick what date you're going to mention their newsletter and they tell you the date they're going to mention your book in their newsletter and then you send it out and then it just really helps your book get more visibility and it's free. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. We like free. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. I think we're done with newsletters for a little bit. Do you want to go into social media? Yes. Okay. Because some people do that and That's I know there are some yeah. people only on Twitter or only mm. on Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> so as we all know, social media, I just it's such a necessary evil. I just ugh yeah. especially now like the elections here and I'm just like I don't want to be on it's Twitter. It's a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> um hmm. but yeah, I mean you ha- you have to do it, right? It's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. So so for me, I try to, so for Rebecca, I have a Twitter, I have Instagram and Facebook, a Facebook page. For um, Isla, I just have Instagram and a Facebook page because I can't handle two mm-hmm. Twitter accounts. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense. It's too much, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Even one is too much, yeah. You're, exactly, you're not kidding. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So the first thing that I, that, and this is just me personally, I don't know if this will work for other people, but I like, I, I take walks when it's warm. I don't know if I'll be doing that much now that it's kind of cold, but, um, I, over the summer I would go on, um, I would take videos and put them on my social media when I would take a walk mm-hmm. maybe once a week. And it was, it's just a great way. I don't do lives because I'm terrible live. So I realized it was better to do videos. <laughs> so I would take these one minute videos and just be like, it's my walk this week. How's everybody doing? I have a book coming out, mm-hmm. you know, and I just found that a good way to really get people engaged. Um, mm. so that's sort of something that I like to do. And then just, just, you know, posting different things. There's always something that you can get excited about. Even if, even if in your mind you're like, this isn't really that exciting. I mean, it's still a, an opportunity to post. So, I mean, God, I'll, I, I could do a lot of this. Right. Right. Like I do excursion all the time and I, I, I wanted yes. to do erotic readings and stuff. I could do so much of this. Oh, <laughs> like it would totally. Never end. <laughs> oh my, the erotic readings would be awesome. Yes. Oh, I'd be like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, really? I don't think I'm going to read like the really erotic parts, but you know, they're going to be, you know, yeah. steamy and then like read the book, you know, if you want to figure Love out it. what, what he puts where, you know? Yes. Yeah. And it's such a good way to draw people in, right? That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I love I it. I have no idea, Rebecca. You're the expert. I'm not the expert. Oh, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but you're right because, you know, one day I was like in my car and I was, it, it was raining. I was in Munich in my car and I was like, what do I do now? So I turned on Instagram and I did a live where I said, you know, I'm sitting here in my car and I'm listening to the radio and it's raining and wow, it's nice to just sit here and relax, you know, in, in, in our hectic lives and with kids and everything. Like it was in one minute Yes. live video and it has so many views i was like why why does this have so many views it just didn't but somehow something about being live is yes. interesting i'd say i don't know this it is, is. Um... i agree and you know we're all writers but i think we forget sometimes that people are really i mean we're just normal people right but i think 
you know, sometimes I'll have people say I've me, never been accused of that, but <laughs> yes, me neither. But right. okay, you know what I mean. Like we're just I'm a average, person, but normal. how normal I am, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, right, exactly. So, like sometimes I'll have people message me. I, I have all my DMs open everywhere, and they'll say, "Oh, it's you know, I just want you to know I read your book and I enjoyed it." And I'll write them back and be like, "Oh, thanks so much. That you know, that means a lot." And they'll write me back and say, "Oh, I can't believe you wrote me back. That I, I've never heard from an author before." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like it's just me." <laughs> but oh, that yeah. was one of the coolest things about being in indie is like some of the people that i've met and talked to with i've met and just reached out to them as yeah. indies and was so thrilled to get a return yeah mm. john that's how i met that's how i met john I yeah just mm-hmm. emailed said oh my god this book was amazing you know? nice nice mm-hmm. yeah so i i do think i mean i think you're right i think they'd love to see your face and they love to hear mm-hmm. what you're doing and i and it's you mm-hmm. know you're absolutely right about that i think it just creates a, a sort of tether between you and and your audience yeah yeah. Mm. Um, so that so that's pretty much on social media. I guess that's sort of my thing. Is I'll just I'll post anything just to keep people engaged. Like whatever it is. <laughs> like oh, I thought of a title for my book today. I just wanted to tell you guys whatever it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay. Awesome. Moving down the list. Um, all right. So of course you know there are different types of ads. We touched a little bit on Facebook and Amazon ads. Um, mm-hmm. My most successful currently is Amazon, um, Mm -hmm. just for me personally. And like I said, it's- And you're a a KU on all their stuff, right? No. So I'm wide on um, my Rebecca books. All my Rebecca books are Mm -hmm. wide and all my Isla books are KU. So it's kind of an experiment I'm doing right now to see. But but I I am really, I'm very- I like the choice that I took to go wide under Rebecca because I have found a lot of loyal readers on Nook, on the Nook and um, Kobo platforms that I just never would have found mm-hmm. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it just gives you a way to just reach more people, right? Which is obviously what we're all trying to do if we're putting a book out. Um, KU, I think, creates these these loyal, voracious readers in the romance world is, is what I've found. Um and I think it's also good for maybe some sci-fi and fantasy mm-hmm. genres. But yeah, it just depends um, on what you're trying to build. If you're trying to build a wide audience, I've found, I mean, it's definitely a longer slog and it takes a while. But again, it's, I think it's worth it because it like, you, you do end up eventually reaching, I guess, just having a bigger platform, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Facebook ads obviously d- definitely help me get more wide readers so more readers from Kobo iBooks all that stuff for sure um the Amazon ads help me get targeted readers um I I target um specific authors on Amazon yeah Mm -hmm. that's what I heard you do with that yeah yeah so not everyone does Mm -hmm. that it's a lot of people do most people do keywords I think or they do categories oh really so what Mm -hmm. is the what is the technique since I've never done this before um how do you target that author do you just put their name up no, so it takes a little bit longer. It's definitely um, more. Mm-hmm. It, it it is. Um, it's it, it it takes longer and it's more detailed. But I you know okay. I find it more. It's worth the time to put in. So what I do is I go through and I target each individual ASIN, which as you guys know is the identifier on Amazon oh. of their book. So um, so I'm currently. I mean I'm currently running about. 15 ads on Amazon right now. Um, so what's the option? Is there an option to do that, to put ISBNs in, or do you have to make yes. them keywords? Yes. Okay. 
Yes. Okay. So yeah. There's so that's an what option I, for it. Right. So like, so let's say I'm targeting J.R. Ward. She's someone who's a comparable author to my Rebecca name. So I go okay. in and I name the ad set, you know, J.R. Ward books. And then I go through to targeting and I just enter in, you have to enter it in one by one. So it's like 15 of her books. <laughs> I enter in the ASIN and hit yes. And then mm-hmm. enter it again and hit yes. So, you know, it takes a while to set oh. it up. But again, once you set it up, you can run it forever, turn it on, turn it off, whatever. So it's like that. Does that mm-hmm. mean that they, that Amazon will automatically show people that buy those books, your ads yes. or? Yes. Okay. And that's different than also bots, which is a more organic way of getting that. Right? Oh, correct. Oh my God. If I could get in her also bots, I'd, I'd, I I'd my, my work here would be done. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> but yes, correct. <laughs> that is correct. I, I that's really why I target her because my mm-hmm. my ultimate goal is to get in her also bots. Yes, absolutely. So that might be a little bit easier in a smaller genre with fewer authors to do that, right? Um, yeah, I think it just depends on who you want to target. I mean, again, I think it's what we spoke about earlier in that I think people give up, right? So I've mm-hmm. been targeting yeah. her books now for six months probably and i i'm mm-hmm. you know it's probably gonna take me another two years to get into her also bots but i'm determined to do it <laughs> so okay <laughs> i i think people just maybe give up and they go ah oh, well whatever you know i'm gonna turn this ad off it's not making money or whatever and i get that mm-hmm. i mean you definitely you don't want to keep running an ad that you're bleeding money but you do mm-hmm. have to be willing to maybe like lose a little bit of money in an ad so you can see what's not working so that you can revamp it to get a better cost average cost of sales acos is what amazon calls it so um that's the thing about ads it's it's hard when you obviously don't have any money to lose like who of us really has money to lose nobody but you mm-hmm. it, it is something where you have to do a little bit of trial and error and be willing to lose a little bit so that you can figure out what's working and what's not working i think yeah yeah okay um yeah Bookbub ads? I, I don't know. I bought a course on Bookbub ads from oh, Melissa Storm okay. and like I like really have tried. I watched um Joanna Penn. I hate the courses. I hate the courses. Oh, anything terrible. that ends with a anything that ends with a seven. <laughs> yeah. Anything that ends with a seven. Because I actually have, and I'm gonna use them when I get around, but I do have Mark Dawson. I have at least two of his things because early on I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a lower opinion of Joanna Penn than I did in the beginning from her podcast just because she's in so many of these, like, mm-hmm. these either she's endorsing them or she's running them, these these courses. And you they're always the same. The webpage is 100,000 miles long. It scrolls forever. <laughs> it's filled with people with, uh, with endor- not endorsements, what's the word I'm looking for? People... You know, with with people saying, "Oh, this worked," and blah 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 oh, blah blah. Yeah, it takes forever to find out how yeah. testimonials. It takes forever to find out how much it costs, and when it does, <laughs> here's the kicker: it always ends in a motherfucking seven every time. It's just if you see anything that ends in a seven, don't buy it. That information is out there, easier to find, and not nearly as expensive. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just. Um, they all went to the same. Uh, they all went to the same course to learn how to market, and they all market with a seven. And because it's because it's distinctive and it's easier to find. Well, yeah, it marks you out as somebody who's got who's I often wonder if like Dodson or not. What's his name? Um, Dawson and Penn are making more from telling other people how to become best selling authors than they are from their fiction because yes, they really run that racket pretty hard. Yeah. Not racket. That's a bad way to say it. It's not like they're not giving you anything that's valuable. It's just that like also this is my personal opinion. Beware. The webinars, they're always like barely tell you anything and then sign up for the course. Mm. Mm-hmm. I did have one guy. I did have one guy, though, that he was really good. I don't think it started with a seven. He was a 
he was an editor and he was helping try to figure out how to do scenes. And he had like a contest where you could submit your work and stuff like that. And he gave, and he had like a, uh, every day he had a different lesson. And that was actually pretty good. Cause like, you're like, well, I didn't, even if you don't want the course going through that work mm -hmm. was really helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you just gotta be careful. Cause man, ugh. I agree. I mean, I'm on the same page in that um, when mm -hmm. I first started, I, I definitely, I, I mean, I didn't buy the ex super expensive ones because I just because I couldn't afford mm -hmm. them. Um, but I definitely, you know, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I did buy Melissa Storm's course because she's romance. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, whatever. And I will say it wasn't, she's great. And the course was great, but I still, I just still, it didn't work for me. And it doesn't mean it's not, it's, it's, it's wrong. It just means that um, what I've figured out is that I just have to, I, I need to take what these people say because the advice is good. The, the, the uh, bones of the advice that they're giving is good, but every single author is different and no one's going to know your book like you do. And that's what I really figured out is that like, yeah, Brian Cohen is going to come on his course and tell me to market keywords like shifter romance and vampire romance. But the thing is, is that when I market to those, what I realized is that I, I'm one of like a you know, a thousand other authors doing it and my book is drowning. And instead mm. what works for me better is to just target J.R. Ward and Nora Roberts because those are the two mm. authors that are that are some, the most similar to my books. So he wasn't wrong, um, but it just, it just wasn't exactly right for me. I had to take what he said and then like tweak it. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I do think they make a lot of money on these <laughs> marketing courses. I'm like, how do they have time to write? They're teaching courses all the time. <laughs> That's really it too. Cycle. They really are. <laughs> yeah, it, they really are. And it's like, they're trying so desperately to show you something of value that it sucks because there might be some people that are actually trying to give you some value. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff that even, even still, you don't need a big expensive course. A lot of this could be put in a book. And mm. then of course, the other thing is they can really only give you general stuff because if they give you specific stuff that might change next week, it really oh, changes fast. So true. Remember when we had AC Fuller on and he said, well, I have yeah. this, I have this podcast that I stopped like a year and a half, two years ago. And he mm. said, all of the marketing stuff is outdated now, mm. but mm -hmm. he said the craft stuff and the, writing habit stuff and all that kind of stuff is still relevant. That doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. now they do update their courses. Fast. I will say Dawson does keep updating his courses, mm -hmm. but you know, and then there's some stuff where you, it might be like, um, I don't use Scrivener because I'm like anybody that can sell, they can make an entire, their entire career about selling, um, um, an online course for how to use Scrivener means that Scrivener is overcomplicated for what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, like, but, um, one guy does a thing called How to Train Your Dragon. It's all about using dictation and dragon. Oh, that's that, <laughs> that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty helpful because that, I mean, I haven't used it completely yet, but I've at least looked at it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is like exactly what you need. And dragon's less likely to change than marketing. Right. That's yeah. true. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot out there. And I think, yeah, I think people get overwhelmed with it. And I can see why. I mean, I did when I first started until I, I just was like, all right, you need to pull back and just remember that, I mean, you know, this is this is just a marathon, not a sprint. Like, you know, I just, I needed to pull myself back and say, okay, let me just figure out how to do this. You know, I have, at this point, I have 15 books published under all my names. Like, that's still not a ton of books. So let me figure out right. how, how I can get you know, these books into the hands of people that want to read them. Like, stop making mm -hmm. this so difficult. <laughs> That's why I, mm -hmm. I have to have this, like, talk yeah. with myself. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, because there's so much out there. I mean, you're right. It's just, ugh, 
So it's over. I just hate, like I said, ends in a seven and has a promotional page that is a thousand miles long. And then this false sense of like, this is the only chance. Right. Mm. It's going to close. You won't get in. They'll send you <laughs> tons of emails. Uh, it's just, I started, I moved to a service called um, Hey Email, which you actually have to pay for. Mm-hmm. But all of that stuff goes into something called feed and I don't even get a notification about it. So every now and again, I check to see if there's anything in there that I really like mm-hmm. or want to look at. But like all of that stuff just goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I probably shouldn't say that because there's probably a lot of people that want to use email newsletters where they, they, it might, they might end up sending their stuff there. I have some people where I make sure their email, their newsletters come to me. Uh, one is John Oaks, uh, John Oaks mm-hmm. one is AC Fuller, and then one is... Um, Chad Ryan, who has a book coming out on the 31st, his, oh, okay. his stuff is usually not, he doesn't bombard you. It's really interesting stuff. Nice. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. Just because some people have resorted to trying to find email services that will, they don't want to get off the list, but they don't want to be bombarded. Right. So they, yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Uh, so yeah. So the, so I also do quite a few raffle copter giveaways. Um, and I, again, I, I, I usually will just do a prize of like a five or $10 and these are separate from the ones that I do in my newsletter. So I'll do them and then I'll run an ad on Facebook. So I'll do like a $10 raffle copter giveaway uh, for, you know, a $10 Amazon gift card and then, and maybe a signed copy of one of my books or something. Um, and then it, it's just a great way to get people engaged. It's a great way to get people to, you know, like your Facebook page or like your Instagram page or what have you. Um, and then when they click on the raffle copter, the way that they enter is through their email and you just, you just write in the terms and conditions to be, um, GDPR compliant that they are, you know, they understand that they're, and they're allowing and agreeing to opt into your newsletter and that they understand that they can, um, opt out at any time. And so you, you know, you put in the compliant language and then that's another really great way to, um, to just sort of get people, you know, aware of you and, um, signed up for your newsletter and things like that so i do that not all the time but i try i try to do at least maybe one a month um and and i've had some pretty good success with that which is good that's awesome yeah all right yeah no raffle copter the one thing about that is that's getting kind of randos though isn't it or no yeah i mean that's the thing i mean you know there i I, so i'm wondering if there's more success in a broad genre like of like romance where there's so many people that you're going to find people they're totally interested in. They're voracious. They want to find a lot of new people. Um, I'm wondering if uh, that works as well for uh, niche genres where you really need to get specific people. And I wonder if there's some way to split the difference there and try to make your raffle copters, make sure that you get, I don't know. I just wonder how that goes. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have a genre raffle copter or. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely do that. You can definitely go on Facebook and search for other um, Mm -hmm. authors doing collaborative giveaways. I mean, there are so many, I went in and searched when I was making this document. There's so many, even just non-romance like sci-fi and and, uh, small, smaller fantasy genres and things like that. Um, But the other thing is when you do your Facebook, if you do it on a Facebook ad, you're absolutely right. You need to be very, very targeted in your, and so when I do these on Facebook ads, I, um, I do, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Facebook ads, but you know how you can go in and you target and then I go in and then I, yeah, I tried that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit difficult, isn't it? Like I tried to do Facebook ads and it was a little bit difficult what link you put into them. And then you have Mm -hmm. many like pages where you like, it's, it's a scrolling thing. 
and yes. then it's a bit i don't know like i just couldn't figure it out and then i think i put inside something like england and north america and it was only shown to english to english people for some reason and i couldn't understand why like mm -hmm. i don't know what facebook does or if i did something wrong well no i mean you probably didn't i mean they're they're extremely their facebook ads are extremely i find them so confusing and i've done them for about mm. a year now and i'm getting better mm. at them but i still they're still so confusing and and it depends on um you know there's a guy on youtube named ben something i can't remember his name but i'll, I'll have to send you guys the link but he he break he breaks down facebook ads and i find mm -hmm his youtube mm -hmm. video is very helpful but okay that's that's very yeah very yeah I've, very interesting yes i've watched them a lot but there there is a way now that i've done it a while so it's because it's interesting because you have to make sure obviously facebook is done on a bidding um strategy so your yeah your ads are going against everybody else so if they bid mm -hmm. more than you to show them to the same audience, you're you're right. You're only going to get shown to those two English people because other people outbid you if they're using the same audience. So, um, so how does that work with Amazon? Amazon doesn't do it that way, does it? Um, does it Amazon way? does do bids, uh, but the thing I love about Amazon, which I haven't figured out how to do on Facebook, maybe you can, but like with Amazon, what I do is like, so let's say I'm targeting dark lover which is one of jr ward's books i can click on that when i have an active ad and see where my book shows up in sponsored products yes so, that, yeah. that's good <laughs> right exciting yeah so if i see it there and it's and, and so let's say i click on the let's say i click on dark lover and i'm on that page and then i see that my book is not showing up on the first page under sponsored products and i click the arrow and i see it's showing up on page three then what i do then is i know. go right into my amazon ads dashboard and i increase my bid mm -hmm. for that day and then I go in and adjust mm -hmm. it back the next day. So I'm, I'm always constantly, nice. yeah. So I'm always constantly checking. Um, this was another tip from Sky Warren. I swear she's amazing. I'm just mm -hmm. like learning from her. But she yeah. um, she always said, check your ads every day and make sure that your books are showing up on the first page. Because if they don't show up on the first page, you're missing, you know, that's where everybody looks, right? No one's going to like sit and scroll to page 18 of the sponsored ads to see your book, right? You want to show up on okay. the first page. So you write four to eight uh, pages, uh, a thousand words every day, and you look at your ads every day <laughs> on all platforms. I do. And you write the, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And you write the um, newsletters and yep. you do a bazillion other stuff because we're only at, at point four right now. <laughs> I do. Mm -hmm. How many how many hours are on your day? Seventy two. In your 72. day, seriously, she I mean, has seventy. Like she lives on another planet, right? Because like yeah. I don't think I could I could manage to do like one fourth of these things in one day. <laughs> yeah. I can send you my kids, Rebecca. I know. Well, that's the thing, and I I will say I don't have kids, and I'm single, and so yeah. I mean, if I had kids or you know a significant other, or whatever. I mean, listen, I, there's no way I'd be able to work. You at can this do pace. marketing for authors. This could be a side like a sidekick for you. Like a, like, Maybe one day. Side, side gig, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is that I'm an insomniac, so I rarely sleep. So, I mean, I'm, I'm up at like 5 a.m. every morning. So, I have a, that's what I do. I, yeah, I usually check my ads between 5 and 6 and I do all that stuff. And then No, I... seriously, side gig. Like, yeah. if, uh, <laughs> exactly. Rebecca will make you like a famous author, like employ her. Mm -hmm. That's Love awesome. You, you will do marketing, but you will do marketing in something you like, right? You won't do marketing for... I do enjoy it. Yeah, I do enjoy it. I mean, I do. I mean, obviously, I love writing more because it's just so creative and it's fun. But I mean, I, yeah. the marketing part is like, it's like a thing. I'm, tr I'm like trying to figure out and I'm getting better at it. And I'm not great at it yet, but I'm getting better. And so that's the fun part for me. It's like a mystery. Oh. 
It's like a mystery. It also sounds just too difficult for me. I think I will stick with other things. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know if I had, I have the will right. to do. Of course, yeah. Of course, I edit a lot, so it's a different thing. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, and I, you know, I mean, I left my full time, like, really lucrative job to do this, and I'm also just like so determined to figure it out. So I think that that's. I have this like drive that makes me do it every day. Now, I mean, who knows if I'm going to burn out eventually? But for now, it's I'm just so fixated on. I just it's like I made this promise to myself that I was going to figure it out. And and, and like, I, I don't know, one day when I figure it out, and I have my first, you know, $10,000 month on Amazon, I'm gonna, I swear, I'm gonna like go to a tropical island and take a vacation. But until then, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is I what I, I do. don't need 10,000. Like, I would be happy with 2000. Like, <laughs> my salary was rather low before. So I, I would academia, be yeah, anything. Right? right? There mm. you go. <laughs> so I mean, anything is good. I you know, I'm just at the point now where I'm just happy I just want to keep building month by month and you know whatever mm. um but yeah it does take a lot yeah it takes a lot of dedication and I mean I yeah I wouldn't be able to do it if I had kids or a significant other as as many hours as I do now and um now isn't that funny that like a romance author <laughs> I know is, right is able to be successful because she doesn't have a significant other isn't that uh, so funny I don't know no happily ever after for the for the romance <laughs> that's author, right you know? that's why I have to write oh about come them. on shit she will get her happily oh yes yeah. come on okay. <laughs> yeah. but for now it's fun to write about them I mean right it's like you know everyone's uh-huh. like oh I love your hero in this book and I'm like I know he's like my book boyfriend it's perfect <laughs> so why not? we do have those don't we I do want to say this. Uh, we're at less than uh, an hour left before exactly. she absolutely has to now... leave. So maybe we'll split now and we'll move yeah. on to the rest. Okay, great. Yep. So That's we'll do nice. the next episode. And uh, thank you for joining us at uh, Borderline Genius. This has been uh, our interview with Rebecca Hefner about um, marketing, which is a big, big topic. So we're splitting it into two. Thanks All so right. much for having me. That was <laughs> so you. useful, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining. Great. Yeah. Thanks.